childhood is wanting a variety of different baked sweets and someone telling you no. Adulthood is wanting a variety of different baked sweets and being able to go right to Mickey D's to get every single one you want. <laughs> Whenever you want. Get the new glazed pull-apart donut and a 99 cents any-sized iced coffee with pumpkin spice flavor. Sweet. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Iced coffee promo available until 11 a.m. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Club. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Phoenix Pod. It's the Phoenix Pod. Pull off into paradise. <laughs> oh, I'm never tired of seeing Lewis get so animated when he does that. Well, do you know what made it for me? Just Lewis has got a headset on. It's a gaming headset with like some, and it's just a little, little minuscule tweak of the microphone just to get it in the right spot. <laughs> just the right spot for the ultimate audio pleasure. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to me performing. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but it never fails to please. That's all I'm going to say. Never fails. Oh, good. Good, then I'll keep doing it then. <laughs> well, I'm, of course, your host, AXC, joined once again by a man who is half a half man. Half a man. Oh, Lewis is pulling his face. No. was, like, way off. No, flipped, yeah, Flinders, you were far too behind there, mate. Far too behind. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, I'm starting to tank these now. See, you, you go on a you go on a couple of episodes of like being on a good run, and then all of a sudden you start slipping. Yeah, Chicago Bears. <laughs> Chicago Bears. I've gone, all, I've gone all Chicago Bears. There we go. Start off well, and then also just jump off a fucking cliff. <laughs> every, every like British listener will be listening to that going, fuck's he on about? And then there'll be like one guy in America somewhere just pissing himself laughing, going, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We... <laughs> I can't follow up on that. Sorry. <laughs> so that's why there's he's... Is, something that's why he is stupid. He's sexy. He's allegedly sexy, even. Allegedly. And he's called Flinders. Yeah, it's me, it's stupid, well, definitely stupid. Allegedly sexy, I don't know. I don't know who's looking. Well, he's, well, you've got a wife, so you're doing better than both of us. You might have just been feeling sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, today he feels like that. I'm wearing a Super Mario t-shirt, which I don't know why I'm wearing it, if I'm really honest. It's a bad omen. I've said off pod just before we started recording. Wearing this T-shirt, but I should, really should get rid of it because I've done two driving lessons. If you don't know, I'm, I'm trying to pass my test. God knows why. Um, and I've worn the same T-shirt both times and failed. So I need to do something about this T-shirt. <laughs> the T-shirt must die. Maybe wear it inside out. <laughs> Maybe the look. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and the other voice you can hear 
He's our resident stowaway. He's up there with Anton Deck in the kitchen somewhere. I'm a dab, dab hand in the kitchen. That's, you know. Ruby Tanya! It's a stowaway, Lewis Ogden. All right. How He's doing fine. He's doing fine. <laughs> We fucked that one up for the first time. See, see nothing offensive, nothing blue. <laughs> well, I, well, I go from Clinton Baptiste to we're acoustic. We don't need electric. You could go uh, Roy Walking, but uh, Kenny Senior Roy Walking, but I didn't know you. Were, I didn't like, I like that Irish accent. Well, I am Irish. Well, I am Irish. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well. well. <laughs> so of course we are on to season two, episode five of the Phoenix Pod, aptly titled "Ladies' Night." Yeah, hmm. getting towards the end. It's guys, this has come around quick. Mm. It has. It has really gone round, come round quick. Just shame things. we couldn't have done this two years ago, eh, Paul? <laughs> As if you know, if only there was an audience out there for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I I I I if look only. at myself. I, I I I look at myself in the mirror sometimes and shake my head. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I. Sometimes you just have to go with it. Just go with the flow. Just you know, you have a great idea. Just go with it. Just jump at it, rather than sit on it for two years. <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, of course, we start episode five in uh, Brian's house. As we can hear the front, the, the midweek lottery on the TV. Oh, God, yes. As we can see, a, I don't, well, a cluster of overlo- an overloaded like extension lead, which must be about nine or ten plugs in it. Oh, absolutely. Of like plugs coming off plugs coming off plugs. It looks like my shed when I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It's it's a mound of melty plastic waiting to happen. Yeah. And we we also see the front room full of kamikaze lager. Because he can't yeah. fucking shift it. <laughs> yeah, because like the the extension the extension lead or like all the plug sockets for the extension cables. It's like stat, there's like six or seven like crates of kamikaze beer just stacked one on top of the other. And then you've just obviously got the extension cable just like sat on top. Yeah, he's, he's, he's using the he's using the beer as basically a side table, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> just stuck there, just just there, like his storeroom. So, so we cut to the hallway and see Brian coming downstairs on his Schindler stair lift. Yeah, midweek lottery. Come on, come on. Hey, Wiggle. And then he like bashes the little arm bit of the uh, the standard stairlift. He's like, "Come on, you fricker!" <laughs> they are slow, but out of personal experience of using, well, used to be using one of those daily part of my job because I was a lazy bastard. He's what he used to do. Well, I, well, I used to do with it as well because at one point I used, to, I used to work in a care home and they had one going up the big flight of stairs, and you used to have the washing. It was on the in the basement. And you'd go, do you know what? I'm not carrying up the fucking stairs. So you put your baskets on the stand of stair lift and send it up remotely and then follow it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lazy bastard. And also go, thank you. I just walk off with it. <laughs> you got to keep the... Uh, as well. 
you got to keep it greased up though. So you know, it's a it's a good good way of keeping it tick, ticking over. It's the same way as sort of like you know, if you leave a car for ages and you try to start it off but up, but you can't because the battery's dead. Yes. You're just you know, you you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, and that's that my excuse, and I'm going to use that one. I consider that one stolen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they don't move any quicker than what he's actually doing there. Many a time you just saw they go. Hurry up, you frigger. Come on, move. Got all the stuff to do. Come on, I've got to go. Come on, hurry up, you frigger. But yeah, <laughs> it was going slow. So we cut to the TV. Well, we cut to the front room. I just see the TV and lights go out. That's because here Brian's saying, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Followed by... Oh, shit, 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 then two shits back to back, and then two shitters straight after. <laughs> ah, you see, I made, this is. I made. Is, I made this a point kind of analysis of. Sort of like, you know, yeah, this kind of analysis that all listeners have come to expect. Yeah, I did have to rewind it like five or six times to actually get it. <laughs> it, it does. It does say it quite quick. Like, oh shitter, shit, shit, shitter, shitter. He's like, right, keep calm, Brian. What would four herd do? <laughs> this, uh, shit, shit and shit is what I sometimes use in uh, like at work in college and stuff. Because I'll some some of them tell me something, but oh shit, shit, I'm walking on just going shit and shit, shit. <laughs> and that's then it just brings us straight to the opening credits, which is quite like a a small well, a short scene for the the, the pre scene sort of thing. I'd probably say it's the shortest, actually. Yeah. I can't think of any that are any shorter. There probably is, but I can't think of any. Mm. Most of them are actually quite like, relatively decent length. I mean, you've literally got him coming halfway down the stairs, a natural lottery on, and that is pretty much it. The only um, one that I can think of that would be, you know, probably as short or maybe just a tiny little bit longer would be Piss Kick. Yeah. That's probably yeah. It's probably sort of like similar, similar length, or perhaps a little bit shorter. <laughs> Spelling it wrong. Spelling it wrong. <laughs> Spelling it wrong. Piss kick. Piss kick. It's a piss kick. It's supposed to say psychic. You know, you know. Thanks to this podcast, I do this podcast. Every time I go up and down the promenade now, and I see one of them Gypsy Pellegrino places, I can't help but say to myself, "Piss kick now." <laughs> <laughs> I can't help uh, it. <laughs> so we get the opening credits, and then we jump back into Brian's house, but it's now daytime. Brian slumped in a stairlift to sleep, spit in the corner of his mouth. He wakes up and looks around as his face says it all, that he'd been there all night. As he sniffs his fingers and says, oh, shit. <laughs> help! <laughs> as we then get a, an ex- external shot of Brian's house and cut to the Tony Hill suite as Max and Kenny Sr., uh, sat there posting the background advertising on ladies' night and Paddy's reading the catalogue, shaking his head. Oh, Spencer's yeah. cleaning catalogs, cleaning glasses. Yeah. He's he's reading what is essentially the Ann Summers catalogue. Other adult orientated sort of like stores are available. But this reminds me it's of um, it's basically the Argos catalogue of filth. Yeah, and do you know what? There was once upon a time you could order them because I remember when we were living in a block of flats, and there was a couple of—I think there was a guy. I think he might have been a couple of floors underneath what we were, 
And the guy used to order a Pabo catalog. And it was like adult stuff in it. He had all like lingerie, toys, DVDs, you name it, he had it. And uh, if I remember correctly, it was my brother who stole it. That's how we knew what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I remember, I remember looking through the, these myself. <laughs> they are as bad as Paddy says. <laughs> well, as Paddy's opening line is like, uh, have you seen some of the gear in here? I didn't think Potter would have a ladies' night. As he flicks through, he's like, look at that. Whips, chains, dildos. Well, tonight, are you working? As he's still with Spencer, he says, no, it's women only. Yeah. As, as Bet it is. Hey, you know, because of these ladies' nights, don't you? As he laughs knowingly, so does Spencer. Spencer stops and no. <laughs> <laughs> but then, come on, Spencer, you must spend your fair share. And then looks up and down at him. Then again. Then again. <laughs> well, let me tell you, my friend, the wine's not the only thing that flows. All these bored housewives will be gagging for it. My mum's a housewife. Is she? Does she look like that? <laughs> Spencer's <laughs> like... <laughs> she look like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I did, we watch, put to... I, did, I did watch the commentary for this, listen to the commentary for this. I'm not going to bring up the commentary too often in this because there wasn't much of note. But they are still laying it into him <laughs> on the commentary. Well, because it started with, there he is, the bastard. Yeah, along them lines, so apparently he said this is the thing he was most ashamed of doing. And Paddy was like, oh, that, no, that's, a bit, that's strange, because he always said he was always having a laugh on set. So... Yeah, so it's still a bit of obvious. Well, I think they've obviously you've done it in one city, obviously all six episodes, and yeah, there's obviously bad blood going all the way through it. Um, Commentary-wise, I'll please will say it now. Basically, all they did was talk about what takeaway they were going to have after the uh, after they'd finished watching and talked about the end of the scene. That was it. That's all of note. This whole episode. <laughs> So we then cut to Max and, Max and Kenny Senior. They're looking at the catalog. And Max is, she's beautiful. As Kenny's yeah. just, mmm. lovely body. <laughs> but it's like a catalog for like motorhomes and RVs with prices yeah. underneath. As a, uh, Max is saying, I love one of them. It's been a dream of mine. Get one of them things and take off across country like Easy Rider. Yeah, the bike. <laughs> yeah, the bike. You know what I mean? Same thing. Mate, my magic, who's he is? <laughs> Did he? Just the one? Just the one, yeah. <laughs> just, pa- just Max looking knowingly over as if he's talking shit. Hey, look at these here. Half price, reconditioned. How much is that one? What are we readers on? 3995. 3995. 3995. Oh, oh, oh. Don't think so, Max. Just no, stick no. to the Volvo. Stick to the Volvo. Like, keep dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry St. Clair enters and asks, does anyone see Brian? Everyone just sort of, mm, just ignore- no. <laughs> I, I got the impression they just basically ignored him, saying, yeah, we don't know now, so fuck you. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a very slight shake the, there's a very slight shake of the head from Kenny Senior, but bar that, it's as if, like... It's as if they're just sort of like blanking him. Yeah. 
So we're back in Brian's house as he's unraveled the wall from his jumper to make a length of cord. You see his T-shirt underneath with like a happy yellow face on. As Henry can see that the, the Brian's POV, the, the phone, as he's trying to get the uh, receiver. As he's sort of trying to lasso it, go on, ooh, come on, Potter. This is the one. Come on, that's it. Come to Daddy. He just knocks the phone on the floor eventually, doesn't he? He knocks the phone on the floor and it's cut, it cuts to Jerry in the club who's just like, here's like the dial tone of like an engaged phone. Mm. So then, back in Brian's house, he's managed to get hold of an umbrella and he's like trying to unjam the, something underneath the, the bottom of the chair. Like the emergency release or something like that. Mm. So then here's the car approach. <laughs> the Jerry, Jerry appears at the, at the front door as we hear tears of clown by Smokey Robinson. Hey, Jerry? Jerry, is that Jerry? you? Jerry! Brian, is that you? Brian, is that you? <laughs> I'm trapped, man, I'm trapped. Trapped on the stairs. Get the door in. Get the door in. What, what with my back? No, you <laughs> fuck, fuck you too. You too. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jerry obviously put, goes to kick the door, puts his foot through it. He says, you broke me door, you broke me door. You broke me door, you broke me door. <laughs> Shoulder it, you big dick. Yeah. <laughs> All the while, as I've noticed, by the way, at that time of the morning, the postman has been and jammed his letterbox full of letters. And he's sat yeah. there the entire time, probably <laughs> screaming, help me, help me. And the postman's gone, nope, fuck yeah, and gone. <laughs> it's either that or, like, Brian's been asleep. Before like the postman's come, but you oh, know, given, enough, how, yeah. given how given how postmen are, you <laughs> wouldn't put it past them to be honest. So, uh, postman, as Brian's saying, you broke my door. Jerry just moans, "I broke my foot." <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> you girl. Get yeah. me down. What's that smell? No, no, never oh, mind that smell. smell. <laughs> now I had a um, Mandela effect with this scene actually after I watched it I was like oh yeah shit I always thought for some reason that Jerry said um, can you smell piss I always thought that was what he said coming in the door like after a little while is that piss is it like never I don't the never mind bit but I always thought it was like can you smell piss it's not so obviously what's that just what's that smell I always thought is that that, like a deleted scene or an alternate scene maybe possibly but I I was, I, like I say, when we get to the special features and stuff like that, when we cover it, mm. we'll look into it there. But um, I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I think it's just something I thought in my head and gone, yeah, this is, that's what he Unless said. Unless you've, you've thought of that's this scene and the scene with the hand around the toilets where he just finishes with covered in piss. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> Well, yeah, I always thought like at that bit, he's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's, um, he says, uh, yeah, that's that piss. So, Never mind. <laughs> so as Jerry asked what happens, Brian said, bloody power cut, that's what happened. Been up here all night. Go on, get me down. Well, where's your fuel, fuse box? Under the stairs. Oh, it's just tripped out. It is a, 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 <laughs> I think Brian tries to stop him. So like, Jerry! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian just flies to the bottom of the stairs because it's like he puts the electric on the latches. The emergency latch is yeah. probably with his umbrella. He's probably clipped it. <laughs> and because the electric comes back on, the lock's just gone. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, what are you doing down there? 
<laughs> so then we cut straight to the Golden Phoenix suite. There's a. Uh, it's pretty much describes any other Oriental chat that they could get old hold of with a big golden eagle on the wall. As Jerry wheeled Brian into the room, get your eyes closed, tight, closed, aren't they? They're closed. And Brian, Brian, yeah, yeah. wide open, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're okay, closed. and open them. The Golden Phoenix. The Golden Phoenix. And Jerry goes, "Do you like it?" And Brian goes, "No, I do not like it. <laughs> Looks like a Chinese brothel." <laughs> He's got Rayvon spinning the table around. Uh, Jerry denies it as Brian says, we'll be a laughing stock. We're a working men's club, not a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> think about Brian, it. listen, I've had this idea. We can be both. We could be a walking, walking men's club. club. Men's club. <laughs> <laughs> you could just see that you could just see Brian's groan inside as he says that. Well, we get a we get a potterism here. So we get oh Jerry, yeah. oh no Jerry. People around here they don't want ch- chicken chop suet and sweets all separately. They yeah. don't. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I couldn't quite remember what part of the conversation it came in, but yeah, like, I that had me actually physically laughing. It's like well, uh, sweets sold separately. No one wants sweets sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> There's another potterism uh, later on in the episode when the actual restaurant gets. Uh, Gets unveiled, but obviously we'll cover that when we get to it. But uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't the first uh, this isn't the last of the Potterisms for this episode. I see. I I was only aware of the one, so I've missed this one. So this would be a surprise for me too. So Jerry is trying to sort of convince him with like uh, they do, Brian. You're missing it all. That's what they can't get enough of it. Can't make it fast enough, lads. I'm telling you, this is what we need. It's going to get a try. It's worth a fortune. As Brian retorts, don't you think I'm traumatised enough? Right, you show me this. Don't you think that? What I've been through? As Ray Bonner, <laughs> yeah, I heard about yourself. that. You're all right. It's just a blur. No, it's, it's just, just a, a blur. blur. It's just a blur. Till Chairman Mao kicked me front door in. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray just Ray goes, Bonner. must have shit yourself. It's like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, big mouth. Didn't take long, did it? But it's the fact to rave. I think I'm sure there's like a little cut to rave on where he just looks at Jerry and it's like, because <laughs> he didn't actually know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but then we're in the Galaxy Lounge. It's Holy Mary's bar on a table full of assorted sex toys. Oh, she picks yeah. up a package as Donna's putting tickets on the toys. It ends in a five to win a naughty prize. It's Holy Mary reads, "Love eggs." Oh god, the way she describes this is amazing. Alan <laughs> has the I mean Coxie has the Bible. I do. Yeah. As a I'll, I'll, the, I'll little handle this. The lady in charge, Donna, as she's titled in this book, says that's right. Just pop them up your flu before you go to work, and I guarantee you'll come before the boss does. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Holy Mary carries on reading. Yeah. This Holy Mary character. So the Holy Mary character, I think this whole scene writes herself. <laughs> it just writes itself. You go for the person that's got the most religious sort of like concert, like views. You wouldn't think someone like her would be into this sort of thing. No, so she's it, very, she's very like looking at the packages and just sort of like after she's been described, it's like, all oh, right, okay. Yeah, love eggs is probably it probably sounds like the most innocent thing that she's got going there as well. <laughs> probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> you find out later they're not. <laughs> we're, uh, we're outside of Max and Paddy as, as there's some ladies entering. Evening, ladies, have a nice night. We will. Oh, we will. We will. We will. Do you hear that, Max? They're gagging for it. They're gagging for it. Oh, I've got to get a look in there. I've got to get a look. Yeah, got to get in there. <laughs> So uh, like, back in the council lounge, it's it's quite busy. Holy Mary's behind the bar, sweating, banging on the bar, and gasping a breath. Yeah, Lee's giving way underneath her. Puzzled, and she's going, "I'm all right, I'm all right." Joyce is like, "Do, do you want to go in? Do you want to go in back room? Just have a have a little sit down." And Mary's like, "No, no, I'm all right, I'm all right." She's doing the motion. Yeah, she's doing she's doing that motion sort of like when she's squatting down silent as well. And you're like, you like when you when you bang your knee. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh. 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 oh, oh, oh. The Peter Griffin mo- no, no, noise. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, we're back outside, back, Max and Paddy. As Paddy's like, let's be getting going in there now. I said, Max, you farted. You farted. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> Max just sort of like takes the inside of his like, you his jacket. It's like, that oh, stinks. Yeah, animal. And Max just sort of like, I'll be back in a minute. And he goes inside and he's like, oh, bloody hellfire. Then another group of ladies are coming in. And he's like, come on in, ladies. Yeah, sorry about the drains. Sorry about the drains, love. <laughs> but then we get one, the last one who enters. He says, that's all right. Oh. And she glances at Max. Yeah, have we seen the last of this lady? You never know. Or will we? So then back in the garage lounge, we've got uh, Donna with now ladies. In your, in your sexy starter kit, we've got a whip, some handcuffs and a blindfold. You don't want to look at him while he's doing it, do you? <laughs> there you go. And also she holds up a jar. Can I never get my tongue around this one. Let me think now. Chock, chip, dick lick. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be an improvement, hasn't it? There's this, no, no, don't taste that, love. It's a lubricant. There's a woman there with tube just like... Ugh. It's fucking luminous blue. <laughs> and yeah. all, all the way to, all the way through sort of like you know the woman in charge of ladies night um you know describing what's in the in the sexy kit um you've just got sort of like paddy peeking in through one of the sort of like the windows that leads through to the galaxy lounge just like properly like oh yeah oh why yeah i've got to get a bit of that yeah he's like you can tell when he was on the door he's thinking of ways to get inside yeah. this thing, and we find out we find out his way of getting in there very soon. Hmm. Uh, as the woman's about to dip her, dip her tongue into this jar of lubricant, we just see her sweet uh, Holy Mary behind the bar screaming, "Sweet Jesus!" Coxie, do you want to have a go? at reenacting this scene? Or do you oh, want I'd pass? rather not. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard enough doing Dan Perry. <laughs> What made me giggle though while the scene was going on? What you obviously you see what's going on where you know Holy Mary collapses to the floor, but behind her there's actually like a stand where they're selling batteries, and on the, there's a sign attached to it. Lewis is in it, and it says dildos not included. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that as well. I noticed. I noticed that they were selling batteries, but I didn't see the little dildos not included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just written on a piece of cardboard above it. And it's just like, it just got me, got me giggling. Because normally, like I say, the joke is batteries not included, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 
There's a Holy Mary. Uh, as this as this has orgasms, we get Donna just saying another satisfied customer, and all the women piss themselves. <laughs> as uh, Max is stood outside by himself, we see a woman, the woman who she, he spoke to him before, uh, enter. So, what love? Yeah, he's having a breather. As he uh, pulls out, <laughs> I said, "Do you want a light?" And then pulls out a uh, lighter for her. <laughs> as he looks at her name back. Are you here for the ladies? Here for the ladies' night, Fanny. She's like Fanny. Fanny. It's like, oh no, this isn't this isn't right. But this is my name pl- nameplate. It was either this or Brenda Blowjob. <laughs> was it Fanny Tickler or something? It or something like that. Or Fanny. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was Fanny Tickler. Yeah, Fanny Tickler. Back was like, good choice. <laughs> so as, as they make small conversation, she's uh, asking if he sees a lot of violence and stuff, and is. Oh, I get the odd, the odd knobhead, you know, but nothing I can't handle. <laughs> but no other way of saying it, isn't it? You get, yeah, you get the odd knobhead. There she asks, so you can handle yourself, can you? Oh, you've got to be able to in this game, love. Come to the territory. <laughs> Working on the club bar. Sort of like, there's, there's, like uh, there's like a little look on his face and just sort of like, oh, I think I might, uh, might be able to impress this woman, Nick. Mm. Oh, yeah, he thinks he's in. Yeah. He thinks he's in. I think he, he thinks he's getting a phone number, and he does. Mm, yeah. He does. But not for, not for what you might think. Well. <laughs> so, uh, back in the Galaxy Lounge, Dominic is still doing a spiel. Says, Did you know, you know, it's the second most sensitive part of your body. <laughs> there you go. She hands a woman off a vibrator as they all start pointing their noses and laughing. Well, That's 1999, that one. It's... The- I don't think I've ever seen sort of like a, you know, a scene of so many women with like vibrating dildos, just sort of like, you know, t- trying to tickle the noses. It's a, it's a very <laughs> unique scene to be sort of like to be watching. Interesting way honest. of testing pre, you know, if that is the dildo for you by shoving it up your schnoz. <laughs> well, like they say, there's the, the, uh, the nose is the second most uh, sensitive part of the human body, apparently. Mm, yeah, we'll go with that. I would, I, I would say it's any part of a millennial, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Donna continues, it sucks pumps and fits all car lighters. Don't forget your vibe and shine for keeping them fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking car lighter. There's uh, Max is back outside with Paula. As he's <laughs> one time, this guy came at me. He had a knife. I'll say one guy. Well, I say one guy. There were four of them. Four of them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Proper inflating the story to impress her. Gets me to the back entry. Someone comes at you with a knife and they're tooled up. You've got to do a bit of a bit of split second thinking, Fanny. You see, it was either him or me. And I'm still, 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 still it. It all mess with the daddy. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, kiss, bang, bang. Meet Kano. <laughs> <laughs> There's Paul and us. Do you ever do any private work? <laughs> what do you mean, like pointing? Like pointing. No, I've got. I need someone taken out. Oh, what do you mean, like a service? service? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's me husband. All right, what about him? I want, I want someone to finger him. I want someone to finger him. I beg your pardon. Hey. <laughs> 
Oh, God. I said, I want him bumped off. I want him rubbed out. I want him dead. You want him what, love? Oh, I, I, oh, I get it. I, Where's I, Beadle? Where's Beadle? <laughs> yeah, we can say for reference, if anyone's wondering, uh, the Beadle reference is towards a sh- like a, like a setup show shall we say, where they used to have hidden cameras and someone would be like, play a practical joke on someone who you would nominate. It was, was punked before punked was a thing. There you go, thank you. It was punked, yeah, it was... It was, it was, it was, it was a camera by any chance? Or was that, like, something it was, it, it? was like, it was a thing that came after Candid Camera. Right. Yeah, it, Candid, yeah, it, I think it, Candid Camera was more like the American version that then came over here, but we had always had Beatles about. Yeah. And then... Right. Because he to find that Jeremy Beadle, who was the host of the show, would dress in disguise, like he'd be a window cleaner, he'd be somewhere, like or he'd be like he put like a big like beard on. It was basically what if you watch Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway, he they he basically when the when Anton Deck dress up and fool a celebrity, he was doing that but on the public, <laughs> essentially, mm. and then you filmed it. So yeah, so he thought so. So he obviously that was a reference back then because this was filmed like 2001. So like, yeah, this is so surreal it can't be true. So he's like, all right, Jeremy, where are right, Beadle, where are you? <laughs> it's like they had some scenario. For example, one scenario I can think of. Remember, it was very famous on Beadle's about where there was a painter decorator and his van got pushed into a dock with all this stuff in it, which obviously didn't have in it. <laughs> we went absolutely mental so it's like something really serious sort of like but it can't be true <laughs> case in point <laughs> so I'm not taking the piss I want it done I want him dead you want your husband dead I've got money I can pay you I can pay whatever it costs as Max looks at her like confused <laughs> and I've got her reading in the script she thinks fuck you in turns as she says forget it right just forget I said it I'm going to get it done you don't want to do it fine I'm going to get it done whoa 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 hey 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 love I'm so you serious something like this sir it's not cheap you know how much Three nine nine five. Five. call it four call grand it four grand right fine when can you do it I don't know. I'll also make a few calls, you know. Put a few feelers out. <laughs> he gives her, she gives him a piece of paper. Now. It's like, what's this? It's like my mobile. Is give me a what? number when it, give me a call when it's sorted. And he's like taking a bag, he's like, oh I've got a phone number. <laughs> and it's just sort of like the realisation of oh shit. <laughs> what yep. have I got myself into in for here? Over overinflated himself and it's bit him on the arse. He's done a posse. Yeah. So she goes back inside, and that's the end of part one. I can do that one. <laughs> uh, Just. As we come to part two in the Galaxy Lounge, Donna's doing a spiel. There's a, ladies, have I got a treat for you tonight? It's cabaret time. Will you please welcome on stage? He's here at very short notice. The Lord of Lord, Love. Lord Love Rocket. Hey, the As second appearance hear, of Lord Love Rocket. We're here. Let's get ready to rumble by Anton Deck. Which wasn't Which the I original quite like. song. Yeah, I like it, but it wasn't the original song they used. 
They used a different song. I can't remember which song it was because the commentary wasn't that interesting, but I just caught that bit there. And they did the dance to that song, but then couldn't use it. They weren't cleared to use it. So they put used um, that, they, uh, let's get ready to rumble. And it just so happened that it fit the song perfectly. They looked out on it. Well, I, it I thought it was... I thought it was on purpose because I thought, oh, that's a nice little callback to the Bingo Hall episode from that Peter Kay thing. I just think they'll have like a certain set of music that they're allowed to use. So he keeps going back to it and gets it's safe, isn't it? You don't have to worry about someone going, hey, you can't use that because he's already got permission to use it. But um, yeah, um, I, 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 I he's used this song before. I couldn't quite remember where from. But um, yeah, he definitely used it somewhere else. And like I say, it was just a pure fluke that it actually matched up perfectly <laughs> with the dance that they already did to a different song. Mm. So it's miraculous. So okay. as I've got here in, in my notes, spotlight on the bare arse, and it's a well, in brackets G string. It says we tilt up, reveal it's Paddy. He turns and starts to dance erotically, wearing devil's horns and carrying a three-pronged devil's fork, a droopy yeah. mustache. And a tattoo of boxing gloves on his shoulder. Oh, on in the um, commentary on this, actually. I did say there weren't much commentary. This little bit got me a little bit. It was a little bit all right. Someone said to me, it looked like Freddie Mercury in this. And the bit where, the after this scene, later on, where they've got the, the broom-handled Mauser. Um, broom-handled Mauser. And they caught the rolls up in the car. They're doing the bit where um, Freddie Mercury, on, at one at a Queen concert, you know, he does that, yeah, and they do, they do that. For, yeah, yeah, they do that for about a minute, taking the piss out of Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear it go, you know, holding it for that long. <laughs> so, uh, as the women are screaming and going wild, we're back outside with Max and Paula. There's, uh, mm. I've made a few calls. It's going to cost you eight grand. Eight, eight grand. Eight grand. You said it was four. It's it's a two-man job. If it was a one-man job, two-man job. Yeah. It's eight. Yeah. Price on the street, eight grand. Yeah. <laughs> but she says, I'm just that's... thinking, it's a lot of money to me, that. Well, that's all in, you know. Body disposal, petrol, petrol. you know, all in. <laughs> <laughs> so this other bloke, is he any good or what? He's the best. And then you cut to Paddy grinding on top of a woman. Is <laughs> 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 that's literally like uh, a proper like quick scene though? Back then, back out to to outside where surprise on the streets is eight grand. As we just hear Paul say, "Right," and then we hear a scream. Just hang on, love. It's, there's there's sort of like there's a scream and there's a there's like a bang like a pop. That happens yeah. before the stream. <laughs> it could be an inflatable penis that popped. Probably. Probably. It, it inflatable filth, more like. <laughs> Ten foot cock and balls, man. <laughs> Don't look nothing else. Speaking of inflatable filth. Oh, there you are. There you are. It's like oh, it's like going. It's like walking around Blackpool in season. It's not how it looks. And then they're carrying inflatable penises as well. <laughs> no, no, it looks. 
So uh, Max runs into the Galaxy Lounge as the women are charged the stage, and Paddy's in the corner trying to fight them off with an inflatable penis. <laughs> As we're then in the gents' toilet, as, as Paddy's bitches, I tell you what, if I had farted, they'd have ripped my head off. <laughs> they'd rip my head off. So, what do you reckon? She wants to kill her husband. Is she a mental? I don't see, bit. <laughs> and she's offered us a thousand pounds. Thousand pounds? I'll blow his head off. I'll blow his head off. I'll blow his head off. It cuts to um, the, the the blue Volvo. Yeah, we cut into Max's Volvo. Max is driving. He's got Terry, his brother, in the back, and Paddy in the passenger seat. <laughs> As Max says, right, we're having a little field trip today. You're putting something out. It's wrapped up in like a red velvet sort of like. He's going to tell us something that's been looked at. Oh, Paddy's like, oh, was that Pat lunch? Pat, Paddy's there yawning, going, it made me watch Leon four times last Leon night. Leon four times last night. I had to sleep sitting up. All part of the training. <laughs> also, there's just sort of, there's, there's a little bit as well. Um, you notice, like, Terry, Max's brother, was wearing a uh, very old-school Manchester United top. Yes, he was. And uh, young Kenny is always wearing a Manchester City top. So I always, fit, always find like quite interesting. Mm. It's great for Manchester like, though, isn't it? So two ends of the spent two ends of the spectrum, really. Well, they've had quite a few football teams actually represented in Phoenix Knights anyway, because you've got obviously young Kenny with the Man City tops all the time, and you've mm. obviously got um, Max's brother, obviously with the Man United top. He was in last city, last the last season as well with the, with another Man United top. Actually, I think that was an even more. Retro one, um, but then obviously you had the um, the Bolton were balmy, we're on the piss tonight. They were all, yeah, they were all Bolton shirts. How far away are they? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling tattoo? Yeah, log streaker piss. <laughs> so, obviously, there'll be more there'll be more sports and apparel once we get into the uh, the spin off. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Max Max unwraps uh, something from a piece of velvet. As Paddy asks, "You don't have to pack lunch?" No, have I? It's like, what's that? Oh, what's I? that? That, my friend, is a broom handle moser. <laughs> like, it's like, it's what? I think that's is that? I think it's, it's not a gun. It's a broom handle moser. It's, like, it's, it's an antique. It's an antique. There's no no wrong with it. My granddad's this. Shot a German with yeah, it, and Paddy goes, "What in the law? No Benidorm." That's just goes, "No Benidorm." He's having a row over some lounger. Yeah. As Terry chimes in with, "He didn't do things by half, Grandad." Oh yeah. He gave me the show. Yeah, Thirteenth birthday. Birthday. You are like, get out, get out. I it's got like, a space hopper, yeah. and that burst. <laughs> Max just goes, "I know," and looks out the window and goes. I shot it. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we're in the field. As Terry's nervously placing empty bottles of French beer in brackets on the fence. Mm. As he puts it down, it explodes. As he goes, bollocks! <laughs> hey, hey! Where are we? You nearly killed me. You nearly killed me. Stop yourself, bastard. What about the wall? <laughs> I love, love the way he says that. 
the problem is when when those um, Phoenix Knights like videos are going around the, the Google um, the Google Translate or Google Dictate thing. Yeah. It's like roses are red, or whatever it was, and he said, "Shut up, you soft bastard!" Put him on the wall. So then, back with Cherry, he's wiping glass off himself. He goes to put more bottles on the fence as Paddy's holding the gun. As uh, Max all his army gently does it, just hold it. You gotta treat <laughs> it like a lady. You just gotta relax your wrist. It's like I know how to shoot a gun. It's not a gun. It's a broom handle Moser. It's like, t- look, I know, I know how what to I'm shoot. Doing. I know what I'm doing. It's like, all right, okay. And Paddy just like fires the gun two times and just off camera, you just hear a... <laughs> and Max just walks off, just sort of like, oh, oh freaking hell, fire. Yeah, we're cutting to him in the Volvo, don't we? And it's like, I can't believe you shot me brother. <laughs> can't believe you shot me brother. Four hours in a... <laughs> casualty for four hours it'll be right mum's gonna go up the wall so it'll be right it's like it's supposed to be shifting the fridge tonight <laughs> <laughs> but it'll live it it was only a flesh wound <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as Paddy said it'll be right Max gives him a look so what's the crack here anyhow she's gonna go in there with him now we're gonna have a meal so you're getting pissed so you drive me out into the sticks for a shag. That's when we take over. We take over. <laughs> well, not, shagging, says, not for a grand. <laughs> not for a not grand. Him. Shoot him, you prick. <laughs> As Paddy looks at his watch, I've been something to eat. There'll be ages. I've got to work tonight. Potter's open at the restaurant tonight, you know. I mean, we cut straight. Funny enough, we cut to the cut to the restaurant. But then I've got, interestingly here in the actual script, it says all main cast and the regular. Well, all main cast, and then it says, but it says, and the regular who played the nonce. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then followed up in brackets with in false tan and nappy. A few ah. reporters and photographers, and then there's a countdown from five. Uh, the guy with the false tan and nappy is the guy that's wielding the, is doing the, the gong. Oh, yeah. Where did he play a nonce? Or is this implying something? Well, it says he played the nonce, so like past tense. Yeah. That's fucking weird. We'll have to look that up. Not that I want to. (laughs) (laughs) So Jerry and Brian count down as uh, Jerry said, I honourably declare the Golden Phoenix open. Open. <laughs> it even says the nonce and the nappy hits a huge gong. Fucking Jerry pulls a string. <laughs> Jerry pulls a string and unveils the gold dragon with the golden phoenix underneath. There are flash bulbs and a small round of applause. As uh, Brian said, this is Jerry St. Clair at Licensee. If you'd like to put any of your questions to him, do feel free. Let's take out a reporter. He's like, Mr. St. Clair, Jane Crossley, Bolton Independent Leader. Where did you get the idea? Well, what happened was. As Brian then just literally cuts him off. It came to me in a flash. <laughs> that's this, this the, the, this the... <laughs> Yeah, that's the Brianism. <laughs> so this is like Saint Paul. Like Saint Paul. Like Saint Paul on the road to Demestos. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> 
uh, talk about wood for trees. We're selling food behind the bar today. I said, let's open a restaurant. Next thing you know, Jed's a millionaire. Things are going to change now, love. It's going to be out of the sausage roll and in with the spring. Spring. <laughs> There's another reporter asked, where did you find the chefs? And Brian looks at uh, Jerry nervously. With, there they are, Anton Deck, our barbers, lads, God rest us all. As they both wave. Look at them, fresh out of cooking college. <laughs> Can't speak a word of the queens, but they can knock the shit out of an egg chow mein faster than you can say triad. <laughs> That'd be chuckling, to be fair. <laughs> uh... Even got, they got the fucking nationality wrong as well. <laughs> So uh, as the female reporter then asks, Mr. St. Clair, what do you think the rival clubs will make of all this? As Jerry again starts with, well, to be honest, what I hope, as Brian cuts him off again. Balls to them. (laughs) Balls to them. I'm dead, Perry. (laughs) (laughs) They can go and whistle. Something like this will kick Clubland up the arse. They've had a shape up or ship out. We'll make a fortune, cookie. (laughs) Cookie. (laughs) Here, we've got some of them fortune. We'll make fortune cookies. (laughs) The crack went off, son. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then we got a reporter who's like, cracks one open. What's it say? Piss flaps. Piss flaps. <laughs> you just seen all the staff giggling, apart from obviously the corks. Because I probably don't know what's been written down on it. Let's <laughs> get Brian looking around. Piss flaps. Piss flaps. What's, what's all that about? Piss flaps. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> then he cut back to Max and Paddy in the uh, in the car. Max is there just going, oh, God. this would make a good film. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, see, because he's got a good story. And Paddy goes, who play you? It's like, Steven Seagal. It's no one else. Got the hand speed. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's a pause and Paddy goes, he's thinking more Danny DeVito. It's like, you cheeky bastard. bastard. <laughs> Danny DeVito is about four foot. Oh, here we go. Here they come now. We're on. <laughs> but as Max starts the engine, we cut. We see Paula outside getting into the car with her husband. As Max, put tape in, put me tape in. And it's uh, is it Phil Collins or, Jeff, or Phil is it Genesis? Collins. Phil Collins in the air. Yeah. I don't know if it was just Phil Collins or if it was his, the band he was part of. So no, it's just it's just Phil yeah. Collins I thought it was just Phil Collins or this one, yeah. But yeah, through the air of the night. And Max, Max is very nervously just sort of like. That's 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 them. That's 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 them, right? Okay, that's that's them. It is. Yeah, <laughs> he's just very nervously, just sort of like like nervous blinking. Yeah, that's her there with him. That's him with her, and that's it. That's, that, <laughs> there they go. <laughs> that's it. So they drive off, and then put Max indicates as they turn out the side road and follow behind. Uh, they drive about 400 yards behind and then they cut to a dirt track as Paula's car pulls over. Uh, Paula's in on a blanket, her husband's in front of her. It says, we'll call him Paul. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul says, move up a bit. We get anchor on, I'm moving. We've not done this for a long time, have we, love? Right, you want to see him, do you? <laughs> uh, she's, uh, we're not here for a picnic, are we? Say please, then. Does anyone behave like this when getting the knob out? Seriously. Do you want to see him? There he is, all there, standing up for some attention. 
She said, oh, God, and I'm pretty pleased, get him out. And he could hang on. But she's like, get on with it. <laughs> there there, there day, you are, there on. he is. There's the pork soldier out, out on parade. <laughs> Attention! <laughs> <laughs> and he's there, I'll grab him. Come on. And Max and Paddy appear from behind and <laughs> jam the gun into the back of his neck. Hey, hey, what's going on? Who are you? Paddy goes, your worst nightmare. Yeah. And Max just goes, do you know what that? Do you know what that feeling is, son? He's like, no. He's like, that's a broom handle nose. <laughs> well, it's the fact Max Max even calls him Flower because he goes, who are you? He's like, he wears nightmare flower. <laughs> <laughs> As Paul's kind of like, calm down, lads, calm down. We don't know we're heroes. Right, now get up slowly. Slowly, do you hear me? It's a gun, get up. What is it you want, money? She's got money, shout it. She's loaded. She's loaded, yeah. <laughs> he shouts to Paula, give me your bag, go get help. Phone me, ma'am. Ring me, ma'am. Don't be told to put his dick away as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to put that away, son? Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, so, so Max and Paddy are leading him away. Uh, get up, will you? Yeah, he tri- he, so he sort of stumbles, doesn't he? Paddy stumbles. Oh, going them all over me face, fake Armani's. I'm getting mud all over me, my Armani copies. Yeah. Jesus, Max, get him, get him down there. Don't tell him, dickhead. We're gonna kill him anyway. We'll kill him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Please, lads, come on, look, I'll do anything, I'll get you anything. I can get you proper Armani's. <laughs> Paddy goes, oh, yeah, can you get Versace? Cheers, well. <laughs> That's Max, you'll be able to get as many Versace as you want when you get your money. Money, is that what you're after? That's, whatever it is, whatever they're paying you, I'll double it, I'll triple it. You can have my car, <laughs> Paddy. So what car is it? Max says, Max Look, it's not frigging swap, swap shop. <laughs> so oh, Max God. pushes him down. As uh, he's like begging, and Max Max holds the gun out. Go on, kill him. You are. Go on, shoot him. And he's still begging. Shut up. Shoot him now. <laughs> yes. So as, Paddy uh, holds the gun out at arm's reach towards him and he's sort of like looking away and wincing, embracing himself and he's like, yeah, I can't do it. And then hands the gun to Max, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. He says, I can't do it. <laughs> you don't have a problem with Terry when you blew his back leg off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's still begging as he, he hands the gun to Max saying, I can't do it. And then we hear C. Paul sat in the driver's side of a car smoking and just hear the sound of a gunshot. Uh, Paul's lying on the field with his eyes shut as we cut the paddy. You missed. From there, how did you miss from there? How did you miss from there? I didn't miss. Yeah, Max pulls out uh, is it three grand. Yeah, it's an envelope and he gives yeah. it to Paul. So it's three thousand pounds there. What? Three grand? Where's that gun? <laughs> <laughs> Get off you! You've had your chance. Take it. Go abroad. Don't come back. If you come back, we'll find you and we'll kill you. Right? 
Yes, Max. Yes, Max. Right, now get off Max of it. Is mind. <laughs> Max is just there as soon as like, Paul goes, okay, Max. He's like, for fuck's sake, Paddy. Yeah. Now, <laughs> three grand. Think about it. He's gone. He won't come back. She's happy. She thinks he's dead. We're happy. We've got our money. Think about it, Patrick. It'll do for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's finish it. Now, there's a little uh, bit here when they were, they're walking back over to the car and um, they go past this sort of, like, post that's, like, sort of, like, I'm guessing has, like, a gate which just basically opens up to sort of, like, a a track through sort of, like, the grassy bit where mm. they've, you know, done the deed. And there's an out... I, I think it's an outtake that's specifically on the Phoenix Knights DVD. Mm. And... They're sort of like, you know, they're going through this sort of like this farm gate bit. But I think it's Paddy falls over and he's got the broom handle Mauser. So as soon as he hits the floor, the gun goes off. And like Peter Kay still in sort of like, you know, character of Max. He's just sort of like there going, what are you doing? Get up, you know, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> that might be on the DVD, actually. So it is, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's on the DVD because oh. I've had a look at like outtakes on uh, YouTube and I can't find it anywhere well, it might be a Mandela effect could be it might be there's, a Mandela effect there's one of like the ones uh, there's one of the ones with Max and Paddy where they're doing something it's either possibly the one in the next episode of another bit where he's doing the Max voice so come on now come on get, get in character and Paddy's voice I need a minute I need a minute I'm, you know, right yeah, I'm going I, I don't um, know which one it is but it's then it keeps they keep cracking up though and then but Peter Kay stood there dressed like Max and you'll see him like popping to break character and go and he's like what are you doing like come on you're supposed to, you're supposed to be Paddy the Dorman and it's like it's just weird seeing Peter Kay's voice come from that like yeah. from Max, the Max character yeah yeah, that does make sense actually it'd be a bit weird it'd be, like, it'd be a bit weird if I suddenly just changed my voice now he's like that's not you it's, it's very yeah very strange. But yeah, I think I actually recall the scene you're on about, actually, in the outtake. Mm. And it is very jarring. Really, really jarring. It's like, that's yeah. not you. You're not, that's not Max. You're not Max. Who are you? But <laughs> this, this like, particular outtake, like, I, I forgot to mention, like, a little thing. As soon as, like, Paddy hits the ground, guns, guns go off. You just hear, like, uh, Peter Kay's Max in the background just go shit <laughs> it's like what are you doing get up you're the bastard <laughs> imagine it'd be scary though because it's ob- obviously it's not going to have live rounds in it but obviously you know we yeah. blanks they're just as loud they're yeah. just as loud yeah <laughs> so so um, back to the episode we cut to Paula sitting in the car she's still smoking her expression drops and she sees Max and Paddy walk out up to the dirt track as they walk over Max's car. And she, Is it over? I heard the gunshot. It's done, love. Oh, she right like, oh, God. Have I done the right thing? And Max just goes, It's a bit it's late, late for that. Now. Like, so, Go on, get out of here. You didn't see us. She drives off and then they watch as her Paddy starts to £1,000. Ding, dang, do. <laughs> Step your uncle Max Patrick. You won't go far wrong. So then we cut to the. Uh, it's probably the following day. I'm guessing uh, like a caravan showroom. Max is looking at one of them, which is three nine nine five. 
And now we see, the, the, see him cutting the money out into someone's into the the guy's hand, and then driving out uh, past uh, Sinus of Big Joe's Kings of the Road, trailers for sale or renters. We hear Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf. Yeah. Along with a well, to be continued. Yeah. Think, think about that. Come. Yeah, I was just thinking it's the uh, the place where Max buys the caravan from. Um, you know, it's Big Joe's Kings of the Road. Obviously, Kings of the Road is sort of like a reference that will be, well, it's a reference that will be brought off in the, the Max and Paddy spin-off. But I'm just wondering if Big Joe's is whether that's sort of like a continuation, again, of the Max and Paddy spin-off from like the very first episode where they sort of like, they'd, they go to like purchase something for the caravan. And the guy that they go to purchase um, said thing from is called Joe. So I'm just wondering if it's like, it's, it's probably just a, probably just a coincidence thinking about it, but don't know. Could be. Don't mm. know. Having a clue. What I do know is, um, yeah, obviously you're thinking, obviously he's bought his motor home now, which obviously we know now it goes into Max and Paddy's road to nowhere. Hmm. But it's not the same motorhome, if you look carefully. No, it isn't. Because what he it buys isn't, isn't. in this area is, is a Ford Transit, but in Maxipadi's Road to Nowhere, they drive a Fiat. So mm. unless he's um, he got pulled another hit on somebody else, <laughs> <laughs> certain Transit van wasn't available. <laughs> but I bet that will flag up in the commentary on Max and Paddy. I would hope so. I'd hope so. Um which I'm looking forward to doing, but we're not there yet. No, but we do cut to the end credits and we're back for an audition. As, as we just we uh, see the photo of like a little dancing gorilla and we just see a little plastic gun and you just hear a crack and it starts dancing to the music. As you see Brian off shot. I don't believe it. It's him again. It's him, look. Yeah, uh, I, I believe I gave the, uh, the said person the moniker of the Phoenix Snatcher. Well, he's back again, um, <laughs> and it's uh, the the the, uh, the music is uh, Hey Macarena, which is just sort of like your main go-to song for like I don't know, like um, school discos and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you always yeah. you always stick that up, always hear that at a school disco. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> and as you say, Brian's there, just going, I don't believe it. It's him again. It's him again. And obviously, it sort of like it ends, and Brian just goes, "Right, is that it? You do any more?" And the bloke no, goes, "There's no more." No, 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 no. There's no more. And Brian just goes, "Right, we can fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> and it just—it seems to me that like not only do the like all the others who are sort of like watching the auditions crack up, they also seem to crack up the film crew as well. Yes, they did. And do you know why? This is actually brought upon the commentary. Right. At the very early end. Um, reason being, whilst they was filming it and did it, because I think all these auditions were one-timed to get the raw reaction, and mm. it was falling super, super flat. No one was reacting to it. So obviously this is why Peter Kay sort of went, it's him again. He's back mm-hmm. again. And then obviously it went flat, so he wanted a reaction. Right. And he said the obvious way of getting a reaction is to drop an F-bomb. Which is why he tells him to fuck off at the end. <laughs> and he gets his reaction. <laughs> so that's why the F-bomb is there. 
because it's all unscripted at that point, and it's like, right, I need to get some sort of reaction here to get the ending worthwhile. So right. he, he dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> and there you go, that's why he dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> mm. It was a tactical one. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's uh, episode five of season two so far. Yeah. And, uh, that has come round quick. That has come round quick. Just think, it was ten weeks ago we started season two. Yeah. That is mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> and what? What was? Sweet baby Jesus in the orphans. Yeah. Like I say, we've been doing these podcasts now for t- every two weeks since the beginning of March because literally we started the first one. We recorded the first one literally, I think, a few days before lockdown. Hmm. Uh, or maybe a week before, perhaps. Oof, I can tell you actually. Yeah, he's going to have a look. He's looking it up. But yeah, I think it was just before lockdown because we did one episode before lockdown, and then the rest of were in lockdown. So, so we had and one episode was somewhat normal. <laughs> so I, the first episode went live on the. That was like the 23rd of March, wasn't it? It started, so. Episode one was the 20th of March. Yeah, so it was three days before lockdown. So, yeah, we've been doing it through the entirety of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. And it makes you realise how quick this year has fucking flown. (laughs) (laughs) How how quick this year has flown and how much we've gotten through. Mm. Yeah. It does, because we've gone through three seasons of... Nearly three seasons of um, Peter K series, comedy series. And we're not even done with them yet, because we're going to go back. We are going to revisit that Peter K thing, season one. And we're going to do season two of the uh, special features. Because I think they need covering, and covering in detail, because there's a fuck ton on there. You pay for these DVDs, you are getting your money's worth. Well, we also need to. There's the other one I found, which I completely forgot about. Oh, which was, yes. Uh, Driven to distraction. Yes, we need to do this. This is the feature film that Peter Kay written and directed, wasn't it? Was it written and directed? I think he wrote it, but it was more of a. I don't think it was a feature film as such. I think it was like a two-parter. Like I think each episode was like forty minutes or something, or forty like possibly four, half an hour. Ah, uh, I thought it was a like, film. No, See, it's just like a, it was a TV special. I've I've watched it once, like ah. te- uh, well, admit my age here, sixteen years ago. Jeez. So. Well, that's two episodes sorted for you right there. It, it also <laughs> it also has as like one of the bonus features. It has like his two two appearances on Corrie that he had at the time. Oh which yeah. Well, he has a. Um, so. It became a semi regular character eventually. Eventually, didn't he? He, he had like a couple of episodes where he was like dating his his character was like dating a barmaid or something. Liz, he but was there dating. Was, there was one, um, one bit I saw. I think you can find on YouTube where he's like a builder or something, and he's in like someone's house. It's just like a, it's like a really quick like blink and you'll miss him. Like he just said, yeah, that's that's done now for you. And then just walks out of shot. All right. So, but then um. The, the, 
The strangest thing I found last week, also searching on YouTube, was uh, Peter Carroll and Jimmy Savile. Oh, oh Christ! Yes. Do we do we watch this car crash? Well, it was on like a, a, a three or four minute clip where he he, he looks really young because it must have been like early on in his stand up career. Where it's like the usual. Now we've got a letter here. It's from a, from someone called Peter, and they wrote to me. Uh, they gets Peter on, and he's like, "Oh, you wrote to me when you were six, didn't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, because I wanted to sing the the closing theme tune or something." So oh God, so he's always fancied himself as a singer, hasn't he? Like I've mm, always yeah. said it, but mm, Jesus, so. yeah, Manu, that was all innocent and fine back in the day because all of his shit didn't come out until he died. So, but he's doesn't make it right. Nope. <laughs> no, BBC Benoit him and rightly so. Mm. Yep. And anything no. Rolf Harris and all that. Anyway, not talking about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those gentlemen. No, not literally. With, with a hot poker, preferably. Stop talking. Yes, I'm shutting up. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's wrap up the episode anyway. Quick before get me himself into yeah. trouble. Yeah, uh, what do we actually what do we actually think of this? Because I know sort of like before recording, um, there was a case of like Paul just saying there wasn't too much meat in in this sandwich. Yeah, it um, was a bit thin on the. Um, it was a bit it, for me. It was not a bad episode. Don't get me wrong. It's season two of Phoenix Nights. Um, if we're going to, if we're going to the butty shop, this is the one with the least filling for me. Um, it was more if you it had a to be continued at the end of it, which is obviously this is meant to be seen in conjunction with the last episode. It's a two parter. Um, and for me, if you go to if we, because we're all wrestling fans in this on this podcast, this is what was known as the go home show, the show that set up the pay-per-view or in this case, the end of the season. So it sets everything, all the balls in motion for the things to happen in the last episode of the season. Yeah. That is basically what this episode was there to, to do. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's setting up the events of the final episode and that's all it was there to do. We, it sets up the reason for the events that happened after Phoenix nights as well. And why that came to pass and why, Certain characters. I'm not going to spoil it in case you've not watched Phoenix Nights and you're watching it along with us. Because I'm, I'd hope there'll be someone that's like, right, I'm going to watch the episode and listen to us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not so you know, but it. I explains... think if you have done that, or people have watched it and then listened to us. Yes. But well, that'd be nice if you could let us know and tell us you're doing that because it's like. Yeah, tell us what you're thinking on this journey. But especially if you've not watched Phoenix Nights before. Mm. But, um, yeah, it sort of like it explains how certain characters are able to do certain things after the events of this next episode. If that makes mm. sense. Without spoiling anything and being super vague about it. <laughs> um, I think so, for me, this, this episode does fall a little flat as well, because it's yeah, you barely there's like barely any Brian. Jerry's got about five lines and that's it. And they're yeah. all sort of very much like you don't really say much. If it's if almost anything, really. it's almost a throwaway character. You could actually replace 
Jerry's character with any other character in the show yeah. on this episode. Like, it doesn't have to be Jerry that comes in and kicks Brian's door in. It could have been quite happily been Rave on mm. or someone like that that come in and checked on him uh, and make sure he was okay. I, I, I think with sort of like, you know, the whole, the whole, like, you know, oh, I've broke my foot kicking the door in, that sort of ties into Jerry's like whole season arc. That like he oh, he's hell. Progressive, progressively more and more hurt as the season <laughs> goes on. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Well made. Um, um, but yeah, but you after that though, he may as well have not been there. It was more of like it was just there so Peter that Brian could steal somebody's thunder, like he always does. Yeah, that's all he was there to do. Um, he has a bigger role, obviously, coming up. Um, but like I say, this episode it is it is essential viewing if you are going to watch the last episode because it sets everything up. Um, but as a standalone episode, it is a little bit flat. It's probably the weakest of season two. Um, the only sort of standalone thing you've got in this is probably the actual ladies' night thing. But that's a setup for Max and Paddy to meet the person that hires them and sets that all in motion. So yeah. Um, yeah it was all I right. Was I was going to say that this had very, this was very similar to sort of like robot wars in season one, where mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, the, the episode, the name of the episode doesn't really have like much of a contributing factor. to no. it. Mm. Like the episode's called ladies night. But, like, in terms of the actual ladies' night itself, it gets probably, like, three, four minutes worth of, of material. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, and you get, like, the, I mean, you get the joke for Holy Mary, and that's... Mm, that's about it. That's about it. That Actually, that whole arc was over and done with before the break. Yeah. Um, it does, like I say, it's the catalyst of what goes on to basically all the way to the end of Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. It's the catalyst yeah. for that. So it, it, you can't you can't devalue it like contribution per se because of obviously what goes on. Because if the ladies' night didn't happen, then the next eight don't doesn't happen. No. So well, I, I I look at this episode as sort of like being a case of like Peter K going. Could there possibly be sort of like, is there a possibility of like a spin-off show revolving around Max and Paddy? And I think under, if you look under that pretense, it really does work quite well. Yes. I'd, 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 I think this episode is very in terms of lines that are incredibly quotable. Like there are some absolute corking lines in here, mm. absolute cracking lines. And it almost sort of like, it gives off the, the impression of just sort of like, oh, well, you know, the chemistry for sort of like Max and Paddy, sort of like they're the main focus of an episode. It's yeah. sort of like it gives, it somewhat gives like a catalyst of, oh, well, you know, if there was the possibility of doing like a spin off revolving around Max and Paddy, I actually think like there's, if the material for it's good, it could really turn into sort of like a really great spin off series. Mm-hmm. But I will agree with you that it is the, it is the weakest episode of the season. 
but yeah. that's not necessarily saying that it's a bad episode. No. Because I still think it's I still think it's really really quite good. Although I do agree with you that it is it does it is a little bit flat in places. But I I, I still enjoyed watching it. I still really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I mean I think the exchange between um, Max and um, Paula outside the club that that drags on a little bit. Mm. But and I think Peter Kay knew this. what the role of this episode was going to be was to set up a big finish so it's like when you, if you think about booking a wrestling match you, we've all seen Wrestlemania you have the up, the peaks and the troughs the peaks and the troughs you have to have a big match and then you have a batch no one's asked about to let people recover somewhat you bring people's down a bit to raise them back up again, and I feel like this is what this episode does. It's I feel like it could have been done as like a either like a one-off, like a if it did like something else for episode five leading into episode six, which we'll come to next next time. Yeah, but if they did like a I don't know, like a Christmas special of like the Phoenix Phoenix Nazareth. I we're pretty much going through the storyline of Ladies' Night or something to there, which then lead, sets up and leads into Max and Paddy. Yeah. And, yeah. like, they do... It'd pull, it might have to be, like, an hour-long special or something, or, like, a two-part special, where it'd gone, it'd go into the whole Ladies' Night thing and then lead, follow on with the whole... Uh, the the ending of Season 2 sort of thing, and then leading into the spin-off. Mm-hmm. So... But... There we go. There we go, yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, someone's got to say something, it's completely escaped my brain. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to add, actually. I think that's summed it up perfectly. I mean, like you say, it's. I think this is more. This this episode would be more effective if it was seen as in conjunction with episode six, which we don't really need to speak about yet until in two weeks' time. Next time next time but yeah don't write this episode off as such it's no we're not we're not saying don't watch it. it i feel it's essential it's not a leonard it's not a mark park no it's yeah you need to watch this episode because it sets up episode six nicely yeah but don't go in there expecting it to be the best episode it's But it leads to better things. <laughs> and that's Ladies' Night. Yeah. So if anything, I think now, lads, I think it's time for some plugs. It is. Uh, you can find me on the UK RAD Live podcast. We're on all the good podcast catchers out there. Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. You can find us on Twitter at UK RAD Podcast. We're on Facebook. You can also find my alter ego Steve at Steve the Betrayer or Steve AOTGTMP. He's a character in a podcast called Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, which is a D&D real play podcast. You can find them at Trees and No on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, you can find and debate with me on all good stuff, ranging from American football to pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, uh, find my Twitter handle at loggers109. 
And uh, also make sure that you're following my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash loggers109. Um, we're recording this episode a couple of days after my birthday. Uh, did like a birthday Warzone stream. And uh, I managed to do something I've never done before. I managed to get X amount of followers during a stream, which was amazing. I got four in total, which is unheard of in my oh. realm. So I'm uh, up to 22 followers. 22! Oh, man! <laughs> Goldberg! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm up to 22 followers uh, on the road to uh, 50, which would uh, basically give me affiliate status on my nice. uh, Twitch channel. Uh, so, yeah. Come and pop down uh, twitch.tv slash loggers109. Get following, guys. Watch some of his stuff. And it is good. Good quality content. And I even gave him a wave. I even gave him a wave. I've I've even done like sort of like like little highlight packages from sort of like my streams. And I'm going to put them into one full compilation and stick it on YouTube. Good lad. At At some point, once I get enough content. Together. The only thing I can really follow up with is, with is why me, why me, why me? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the stowaway, that's why. <laughs> and so, uh, of course, you can follow the Phoenix Pod through our Facebook, well, our Lost Art Facebook channel, which is Lost Art Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at Lost Out Podcasting and on Instagram at Lost Out Podcasting. You can find our sister pod, The Lost Out of Wrestling, on Facebook, though on Twitter at LAOW Podcast. And of course, you can find all our podcasts on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Castbox. Name it, we're on it. If not, let us know and we'll get on it. Absolutely. We want to be. <laughs> we'll shit we them. Be... Yes. <laughs> we will shit them. We will shit them. You just won't come last. <clears throat> well, for the Phoenix Pod, I've been AXC. I've been stupid and allegedly sexy. And I've been stowing away. Is that it? Next! Right, well, yeah. then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Next! Get him off! Get him off the stage! Get him off! Get him off! What's she doing? Grand. Eight grand. <laughs> What's she doing? She only had four. Grand. The broom handled Mauser. Broom handled Mauser. Shut up, you soft bastard. Is it going to stop the recording? Any- Gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Life gets more magical when you dream. So dream of a Disney cruise filled with magic and wonder. <laughs> Hiya, pal! 
Sail from Florida to Disney's private island paradise and get ready for a dream come true with Disney Cruise Line.